The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Welcome and thank you for joining me on the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Yes, I am your host, Vincent Jenna, and I'm here to help you unblock all of those resistances and sabotaging beliefs and behaviors that are getting in your way from creating the life you deserve and desire and fulfilling all of your dreams. That's what this show is about. And today is all about you. So all you listeners right now, if you have any question that you are looking for some guidance for, a psychic guidance, I can make a psychic connection with you and also do a mediumship connection if you would like that or speak to somebody on the other side, a deceased loved one maybe to get an answer or just to make that connection. I'm here. Today is your day. I do have some uh, questions that were written into me, so we're going to discuss those. That's always helpful if you don't want to call in. And remember, you can call in at 816-251-3555, and you can do it anonymously. You don't have to give when you call in. Yes, somebody will answer the phone and uh, they will ask if you want to be identified and all you have to do is say no, but you can come on the air and ask me a question. And we always get profound questions and very profound answers that help more than one person. So, So just understand that if you have a question, I can guarantee you there's somebody on the other side of the world that has the same question. So while we're waiting for some callers, uh, and before we go there, uh, I just want to talk about head. So on the Stop Stopping Yourself show, um, I want to tell everybody that next week we're going to be talking about the dimension, and I don't mean the singing group. Yes, let the sun shine. You know them. Um, At least some of you may know them. Uh, But uh, the the fifth dimension has been talked about now in the new age and the metaphysical and the paranormal worlds. And I want to discuss that because I think there's some misconceptions in understanding what the new age and the fifth dimension is all about, you know. we're considering it a, a, a higher consciousness level. So next week, we're going to talk all about that. It's going to be a very interesting topic and subject. Um, and certainly, if you have any questions about that, you'll be able to call in. And then on October 30th, we're going to talk about what is higher consciousness. We're constantly referring to that, a higher consciousness thinking or, or just consciousness higher consciousness, right? Uh, Along the spiritual journey, I'm sure you've heard that concept and that we're supposed to grow and evolve to a higher consciousness. And so there's been many references to a new or a shift in consciousness uh, over the past several years and in many spiritual and material, but but really, what is that? How do you develop it? How do you know you have higher consciousness understanding, right? So that's what we're going to be talking about on the 30th, and I also think that that, again, 
is uh, some misconceptions. It's not just a matter of walking around oming all day long. Um, don't bother me. I'm in my higher consciousness. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a place. Maybe it's, you know, people who've used a lot of drugs from the 60s are in a higher consciousness understanding. We're going to talk about it and in great depth and uh, the importance of it. And I, I, I make some jokes and comments only because uh, some of the ideas and understanding of these new thought and metaphysical concepts can go there. It gets very laughable sometimes when it's supposed to be so simple. Okay, so join me uh, next week and in the month of November. So. I'm going to discuss that in a minute because uh, somebody who wrote in a, a, a beautiful email to me with great question, uh, we're going to discuss that and talk about my shows in November, the first two Wednesdays in November, actually. It just inspired me. This email inspired me. And we'll be talking about that as well today. Um, I do want to remind everybody that I will be up at Kripalu that's Yoga and Healing Center in Stockbridge, Massachusetts, and that's going to be December 27th, 28th, and 29th. It's a three-day intensive of this show, the Stop Stopping Yourself show. So it's Stop Stopping Yourself and Become Unstoppable, and we're going to dive into whoever is attending. We're working on those blockages right then and there in person. Apollo is an unbelievable uh, place to start with up in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. It's going to be gorgeous up there. So um, not only is the environment conducive to spiritual change, but the work is going to be intensive. And I would love you to join me in, in, in there um, and doing that work. And you can find out all the details by going to my website at vincentjenna.com. And that's with a G-E-N-N-A. And also find out while you're there information about the cruise, the spiritual cruise. Yes, we're bringing uh, unity principles and science of mind principles together with new thought leaders from both and spiritual teachers that are going to be in teaching and speaking, including myself. I'm actually offering a workshop that I've never offered before. Okay, claim your share of abundance. Claim your share of abundance, and we're going to be, and that that lecture is going to be, how do you get your share in all you deserve, that abundance that is out there, the, whether it be finances, health, vocation, um, relationships and love, time, all of that, we're going to be discussing that and going into a wonderful, powerful, and empowering lecture on that cruise. Uh, plus, what I've never done before is offered private sessions with the amazing Technicolor Joseph from Canaan that I channel, who I channel. And you will be able to have a private channeling session with Joseph um, on the cruise. Again, all you have to do is just go to my website. The details for those programs on there and uh, and we're doing a Temple Hayes um, who is also on this show at 2 p.m. Eastern time uh, she uh, headed this all up uh, with a partner Ari uh, Boris and it's 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 just going to be fabulous I'm looking forward to even working with Temple and uh, other wonderful luminaries Kim um, Kimberly from 
first Unity campus in Florida, St. Petersburg, Florida is going to be there as well. So make sure you check that all out. And um, let me get, let's get some callers coming in here and let's get to some questions. So here somebody wrote in um, a couple of days ago for this program. And she says, or he says, I've experienced chronic depression for decades. I'm ready to give it up. Yet I have trouble laughing or finding things to smile about. My partner tells me to do something fun today, yet I feel like I don't know how to have fun. I don't know what to do. Your guidance would be most appreciated. Now, I have to tell you right away that, um, uh, let's say anonymous here, you are not alone in the world. Unfortunately, there is such a large number of people experiencing the same type of condition. And whenever there is chronic depression, chronic depression for decades, yes, in the, you know, having been a psychotherapist and in the diagnostic manual, um, there is a depression that can be personality driven, personality depression. Um, personality depression is, is one that has the same symptoms of regular depression, except regular depression can be brought on by a circumstance. It can be brought on by uh, chemical imbalance, you know, so they say, and all of these things. It also is you can work with it and you can get rid of it. Uh, when it transfers into personality depression, uh, depressive personality uh, disorder is actually what it's called or referred to. It's when a person has taken on those characteristics of regular depression, but it actually becomes part of their personality. The person who, you know, Debbie Downer, that's a nickname for one of those people who and sees everything as negative and is depressed all the time, all right? That becomes part of a personality. And at one point, it can switch over from it being a biological, from being a circumstantial. Um, somebody was lost in the family. Uh, there was a loss of job. There was uh, a divorce, uh, you know, a breakup, an injury, a medical issue can cause depression. Those are all circumstantial, and they tend to go away over a period of time. When it becomes chronic, anonymous, when it becomes chronic, um, then we're actually, we just pulled it into a personality trait. Now, here's the thing about personality traits. Um, even though uh, supposedly they're not curable because they become part of your personality, any part of your personality that you wish to change, you can change. I mean, you even said it yourself, I'm ready to give it up. Yet, I have trouble laughing or finding things to smile about. So, so the problem is you may be looking for something to occur another type of a circumstance that is going to make you happy, that's going to pull you out of depression. The thing is you have to make the choice to not be depressed anymore. You have to make the choice to stop thinking about those negative things. Now, one of the things that certainly can help you with this is going on a journey. 
a spiritual journey, really diving in there to get some new beliefs. So um, any of you who've been listening to my program, you'll understand that uh, everything I say uh, is about beliefs, your inner, deep down core beliefs that you may be harboring in your unconscious mind that you are unaware of. And in the beginning of your childhood and youth, uh, those beliefs were formed for you by the negative messages you received from your environment. And so, yes, so you can start off with uh, very uh, maladaptive self-beliefs. I'm not good enough. I'm not deserving. I'm not lovable because of the messages you received. And of course, those kinds of thoughts and beliefs would absolutely cause a depression. And it would keep you from uh, being able to smile or laugh at things because they're controlling most of you. Now, for most people, then, once you become a young adult and your mind develops, remember now I told you about the adult-made mind. Um, and again, if any of you need to learn more about the minds that I have distinguished and discovered in my 37 years of study, you can uh, download from my online store, God It's Not Working, as well as Stop Stopping Yourself and Become Unstoppable. Those two audios work together to explain the different minds that I'm talking about now. So what happens is you have these maladaptive beliefs about yourself that are pretty negative. And then in your adult life, your brain, in an attempt to protect you, creates a new set of beliefs that shield and keep you from paying attention to the original set. Okay, whatever those beliefs are, uh, whether it be about um, the people in your life, um, your boss, he's an idiot. That's the reason why you don't get promotions. Your next door neighbor, you'd be a lot happier if your next door neighbor um, didn't play his music so loud. Um, if, if the economics were better in the world and in the, our country, uh, I wouldn't be so financially. We come up with all of those beliefs, and maybe some of them could be true, but the major reason why we develop them is to keep us from feeling those original beliefs of I'm not good enough, I'm not deserving, I'm not lovable. Okay, that's what most people do. And in the psychology field, we actually call that coping mechanisms. Um, I call them defense mechanisms that are not necessarily healthy, but apparently in the psychology field and in the world today, um, it's healthy to develop reasonable coping skills so that you can at least with your life. Well, anonymous, what it sounds like is you never really developed a strong set of coping skills. So what you were left with is your original self-beliefs and just a depression that goes along with that. I'm not happy. And chances are the rest of I'm not happy, um, you've cut off that sentence. There, there must still be a certain amount of a defense mechanism at work here that could be um, hiding at least the rest of the sentence. So in other words, the rest of your sentence could be, I'm not happy because I'm not capable of creating anything good in the world. I'm not happy because I'm not lovable enough for somebody to want to be my partner or true lover. Because here you are, you just said that you have a partner here 
that alone should bring happiness. But if you're not feeling the love from your partner or the emotions from your partner, then you have to know that your own self-belief of I'm lovable is keeping you from feeling that. Okay, so you have a lot of reasons, even the fact that you were able to write to me and that you're reaching out. Those are all positive aspects of who you are, yet you don't seem to be attributing anything good on your behalf. It's all about being negative. I don't know what to do. Yes, you do know what to do. Every human being knows what to do. Stop being unhappy. It's it's as simple as that. Now. The the process is simple. The practice is difficult. Yes, you have to change your beliefs. And and I'll go over this briefly. It uh, Like I said, it would be best if you download God, It's Not Working and Stop Stopping Yourself because on there I list the process. It's called the 3A process that I like. Okay. First, we have to understand, and thank you, caller, by the way. Uh, there's another caller on the line. Please hang in there. I to you, I promise. Uh, there is an, an understanding we need to, to have that the adult part of us does not choose to be unrational. It doesn't choose to be unreasonable. It doesn't choose to be depressed or unhappy. We know we're supposed to be happy. So that adult part is rational, reasonable, reliable, and stable. Every adult is. However, it's children that don't understand that, correct? They don't understand that life isn't just a whole catastrophe. Uh, they catastrophize, they, they uh, dramatize, they exaggerate, right? Their beliefs and they think that everything is going to be terrible and, and, and their lives fall apart. Nobody loves them, nobody likes them because they're not really looking at the bigger picture. So therefore, every child is negative. Every child can be depressed. Every child can be unreasonable as well as unreliable. So therefore, the first day is become aware of your thoughts. You must pay attention to your thoughts. In psychology, that's called metacognition, paying attention, thinking about what you're thinking about. That's what it is. That's what it amounts to, thinking about what you're thinking about. And believe it or not, most people go through life not even to what they're thinking. Like if I turned around and I asked everybody who's listening right now what you were just thinking, um, many of you would have a hard time explaining that, okay, and giving me an answer. But you want to pay attention to it. It's the other reason why we developed the concept of mindfulness. John Kabat-Zinn and several other um, uh, Eckhart Tolle, uh, luminary authors, spiritual authors, um, as well as ancient wisdom, always talked about the here and now. Even Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Pay attention to today. Tomorrow has its own worries. He was talking about the same thing, paying attention to the here and now. But why do you pay attention to the here and now? So that you can catch also what you're thinking. And when you catch what you're thinking, that's, that's the first A in my 3A process aware. Be aware of what you're thinking and stop the moment you have a negative 
thought, a fearful thought, a doubt, anything that smells negative at all, just stop and be aware of that the first day. The second day, as I just said, it's only the child within you that would have a negative thought. Of course, unless it was some injustice that was being done in front of you. You're in the supermarket and you see a mother beating a child and you start getting upset watching that. Obviously, that's not necessarily you're in a child that's causing that. That's the adult within you seeing something unreasonable happening. However, I will say this. To the level of way, the way you want to respond to that now can be something from your past. So if you feel like, you know, you want to be- go over and grab that mother and batter in the head and now start doing something unreasonable, then that means your inner child is taking over and she pushed a button from your past that reminds you of some pain. Maybe you were beaten. Maybe you were abused. And the moment you see somebody else being abused, it unconsciously pushes the button and remind you of that and you want to respond based on that. So it's not just all about the injustice that gets us angry. It's about what causes the level of anger within us. Um, We've talked about that before when we see people's rage instead of just anger. Rage is definitely a signal of something having been touched and bruised again from the past. Okay, understand that. So, so therefore, the second A is acknowledge. Acknowledge that the negative feeling that you're having about something, the doubt, the fear is coming from the little kid inside of you. We're an accumulation of our entire lives, right? And so, All you have to do is understand that that little child's mind is still within you. The one that is thinking, I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable. I'm not deserving. And that's the mind that is making you feel that fear, that negativity, that that doubt. So you want to acknowledge that. And then the third A and the most important part of this process is to affirm, affirm for that inner child the truth of how wonderful she is and how much she does have. So anonymous, what you would be doing is the moment you start feeling depressed, you're trying to get happy or feel happiness and you can't, you can't, you're feeling really bad, you stop, become aware of that, become aware of the thought you had because before there is a feeling, there is a thought. Understand that. You do not just walk around feeling. We think first, and then we feel, and then the feelings cause other thoughts and behaviors, and those thoughts and behaviors create other feelings, so they feed into each other, but every feeling must have a thought as a precursor. Understand that about emotions. You must have a thought first to create a feeling. And that's including even if somebody says something to you that upsets you, there had to have been a thought between what the person said and what you felt. So you want to catch that, catch that feeling anonymous, okay? Acknowledge that it's coming from the little girl inside of you and now reparent her and, and turn around and tell him or her, that little child within you, the truth. You are good. There are good aspects to who you are. You've done good in your life. You have a partner. So somebody loves you. Um, you know, unless you want to think that that partner just likes fixing broken puppies and kittens and you just adopted you from, a, a, you know, a rescue center or something like that. I mean, which is ridiculous. I mean, in order for a partner or a person to love, it's because there has to be some quality 
qualities of you that's that's lovable that you may not be seeing. That alone should start enticing you to feel better about yourself and make better choices. Then the spiritual journey you have to take again is to change those maladaptive beliefs, to replace them with the truth. And in order to find out the truth, you've got to do some studying. You've got to do some reading. You've got to go to a spiritual center. You've got to hear um, a, a, a different set of understandings and insight and enlightenment and wisdom so that you can better understand who you are. Albert Einstein said, you cannot solve a problem with the same set of beliefs that created it. These set of beliefs that were created for you, Anonymous, when you were younger, are getting in your way now. And they're keeping you believing in who you really are and creating a life that is worth living for you. So uh, you don't have to worry about knowing how to have fun. Every human being knows how to have fun. My partner tells me do something fun today, yet I don't feel like I know how to have fun. No, do something constructive today. Make the choice of doing something positive. Get into a meditation uh, practice where you can sit and calm your your thinking side. Remember, if I said thoughts create emotions, then in order to become depressed, your thinking side has to be saying things to get you depressed. And so you want to change those thoughts. So one of the best ways of changing them is stopping them by doing a meditation. Um, Find guided meditations because that'll be the easiest thing for you because somebody else will be speaking and you'll be following what he or she says. Also, again, if you're on my online store, I've got a great set of guided meditations called Seven Journeys for Your Soul, uh, guided meditations to the music and words of spirit. They were channeled and tranced uh, meditations, so they're very powerful, and you want to get into something like that. Make positive choices. If you hear anything, hear what I'm saying is you have to make the choice to not be depressed, to think something else. Okay. Caller, I want you to hang in there. As soon as we come back from the commercial, I'm going to take you. Thank you for being patient. All of you callers who have questions. Now is the time to call in at 816-251-3555. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I'm your host, Vincent Jenna. And today we're giving psychic answers and guidance to your questions. It's all about you. So come on back right after the commercial break. Thank you. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. 
Well, thank you for joining us today. This is Vincent Jenna. And for those of you who just joined us, today is call in for your psychic connection or well, actually psychic answer medium connection, whichever is that you want. Um, just before the commercial break, I was talking about an anonymous email to me about someone who's experiencing chronic depression, doesn't know how to get out of it, and doesn't know how to do something fun like a partner is recommending. So my suggestion, just to sum it up again, Anonymous, is do something spiritual, okay? Spirituality is a lot of fun because it causes a lot of growth. It causes you to discover new sides of yourself, get into a spiritual practice. Um, you can find out what that is. You can keep listening to some of the shows here. Come back to this show. Um, come back and listen to other shows that are on here. Everything is archived. There are plenty of books out there about spiritual understanding and growth. It has nothing to do with religion, but it gives you something more to believe about yourself than the story you experienced in your youth. The story was wrong. You were taught wrong things. They were, They lacked. They didn't nurture love you and make you feel special and that is the reason why and not accepted as well and uh, that is the reason why you live in a state of depression now you it's all you know you brought it over into a personality trait because you know how to get through life i've as a psychotherapist i had clients that refused to become happy and they stayed in their depressive state because that's what they were most comfortable with. And they were afraid to become happy. It's the, the other shoe dropping phenomena. We think that once we're happy, something is going to happen to cause us to lose it. It will be even more painful. And uh, that's just not true. Uh, we can manifest and create all we want the way we want, and we can be as happy as we want. And happiness is a choice. It's a state of mind. It's not a, um, a, a result of doing something. So you need to choose to be happy. You can literally say, that's it. I'm not going to be depressed anymore. I'm going to enjoy life. I'm going to enjoy my life. I am worthwhile. I'm a divine being. I'm a child of God. How can that make me anything less than wonderful? And now I'm going to create a life to go along with that. And you can do that. So, so um, come back and join us. And this is for everybody who feels things like that. And so thank you for writing that in. And remember, you can always write to me at info at vincentjenna.com. That's info at vincentjenna.com. You can write me any question that I will answer on the air for you, or if I don't answer it on the air, I will answer it personally, okay? So now I want to go to the phone lines, and I want to say thank you so much. Thank you so much to my caller. Sandra is, is on the line and been holding so patiently. So how are you, Sandra? So glad that you joined me today. I thank you so much, and I am well. I thank you for taking my call. I, I, I am looking for a little of little insight. I have been on a spiritual journey for many years. I'm 57. I actually lost my youngest son, my third-born son, at 24. He died by suicide. He had a lifelong struggle that I could just never break through. He was never truly given a label because he would just, he could fool the best of the psychiatrist and psychologist. And I counted, I think I brought him to 18 through the years, which started when he was four, three or four years old, because I knew something was very off. Uh, he was born 
um, during my gestational of his of the pregnancy, I was not diagnosed and treated with for hypothyroidism. And just after he was born, I developed um, myxedema. I almost died. And so they determined that yes, I was not di- I was not treated during the pregnancy. So I believe that has led to some of the issues that he always suffered with because at age six, he was diagnosed with a congenital heart defect that had been missed and it was very serious and he had to go have surgery. And then um, at 14, they wanted to put a stent in because he was having blood pressure issues with hypertension. So they went to put a stent in on, on my recommendation because I kept saying, well, you told me when he goes through a growth spurt, he's going to need this. He'll require this. And when he was on the table, when they were going to put the stent in, the doctor turned the scope ever so um, precisely, and he saw that he had an aortic aneurysm. He had to have open-heart surgery and a resection, and it was very serious. And he came through. He came through, and he lived like he was dying. That's what he told me. That was his theme song like that was out at the time. Now, he died exactly 10 years from the day from that surgery by he transitioned himself. He had dysregulation of moods. He had had an argument with his dad, and he he ended it. Since then, I have had so many awakenings psychically that it's just, it's, incredible my experiences I haven't had mediumship just psychic awareness so I was just wondering if you had any insight to help me today well what's really interesting Sandra thank you for sharing that incredible story you didn't test any issue that you're having what is the issue that you're having that you want me to help you with? Um, there's so much that you've got together. And yes, I do see a bunch of things that I'm going to share with you. But what is it you think is is off with you at this point? Well, I believe that I'm releasing the part of the guilt uh, because of not being treated. And, uh, you know, the, the, the part I had no control over, that's been part of, I think it created blocks for me because I'm trying to write his story because it's just so immensely powerful, incredible. He was such a phenomenal human being and so connected to nature. And he was misunderstood, but I advocated for him his whole life. Um, I had a a situation uh, just a couple nights ago on the full moon where I woke up and I saw my husband's face almost like something was superimposed over it. His eyes were shut, but his eyes were glowing white, and he had like a bull ring coming out of his nose, and it was glowing. And I wasn't asleep, and I got up, and I was you know, moving my hand over his face to, like, if, to see if this was a shadow from the moonlight, from the phone, you know, from the clock, and nothing would make it change. And so it really concerned me. And the next day... You know, he found out that he was blindsided at work by his boss, and it kind of felt like he'd been led around by his nose and just, you know, misled. So I'm wondering, is this something that I should develop? Um, Are these warnings coming to me just because I'm becoming more, you know, comfortable with 
my spirituality and to receive gifts. But I mean, this was very powerful. Okay, so like now that. you've asked a question, and that's a great question. So now I can tell you everything that I'm feeling. First of all, major reasons why you need to get rid of your guilt is your son was not supposed to live. It was never in his plan. Um, he. This was an entire contract. Okay. And um, when when we make these soul contracts to come down and, and do something, I'll tell you why um, he did what he did, what the contract is. Uh, we forget them, of course. And then the human side of us, you know, wants to fight in a different way and then blame and this and that. And you made the contract with him, which is the reason why he's necessarily supposed to survive at a very young age. Okay. It had nothing do with your illness because I will tell you right now we are 100% control of our bodies. If you're going to take this spiritual journey, then you need to open up to a greater understanding. There is no such thing as victimization and therefore we cannot even be victimized by our own health. We can only cause it. It was part of your contract with him that you would cause in some way he he needed to be born in in is in his this was a karmic thing for him on yeah. twofold all right there are a lot of babies that come into the world and go right out yeah. and it's usually because they needed to go through the process again of being birthed of being chosen to come in choosing the right parents and then leave they only go through that process because it was going to um, be a catalyst and put things in place from that process. When a child comes in and leaves, it's usually to take care of past karma, but also to help the parents go on a spiritual journey. Wow. And many times, most of the times when anything happens to a child, especially an infant, a baby, a young child, it doesn't make a difference. Um, parents come together and decide that they need an answer as to what's going on. And they usually turn toward God. They usually turn towards their spirituality. Now, that is not um, the case for everyone. A lot of times people will do the opposite and turn away. It even breaks up families. But the initial intent of your son's soul is he felt he owed you from a past life. You had a past life together where you helped him and, and you saved him on a spiritual level because he was going off the deep end in this past life. Um, he was going down the wrong road and you guys got him back on the right road. And so he felt the need to owe the two of you to get on the same spiritual road you helped him with in the past. So he came in with a, a, a in a problem situation with also having a problem because here is the thing that aorta aneurysm was not caused by you. So therefore he, it was already built within him that it could have exploded any time. He could have died at any time, whether he took his own life or whether it went on his own. Now, yes, you, you, you guys fought against it and it, and he lived, but he didn't live soulfully. His soul knew, wait, you just bypassed your contract. Okay, let's see how far we should go with this. And yes, in that time, his conscious human 
was all positive and glorified because that's what he came in to do. You know, it was a positive experience to start with and a positive purpose. And so he fulfilled that and tried to live his life without knowing he was going. Right. Okay. Um, and whether it would be by his hand, I, I can tell you this. Um, I used to actually, my wife and I were um, support. We had a support group and survivors of suicide children. And every single one of them was for a spiritual reason. And we had all the parents do a, a, an astrological chart mm-hmm. for a child. And in the astrological chart, on the day of the suicide and leading up to it, you see nothing but all of these negative squares and oppositions that this had to deal with internally because they weren't meant to be here. And if it wasn't going to be suicide, it would have been being hit by a car, falling off a building or something. And I believe, I absolutely believe your son's point in coming here and, and he achieved it. You took the spiritual road. Now, now your husband has to get on that with you because what I'm feeling is is your your gifts are opening his are still blocked and he's still dealing with this as well and um uh fathers have a different time of dealing with their children's deaths than mothers do um yes mothers feel guilt right away so do fathers but fathers torment themselves um they they continue to batter themselves uh and and then they shut their feelings down and they shut them off or they push them away in some in some way and they come up with other forms of being able to cope right and it yeah. still gets in their way so the two of you need to get on a very outward um path and path of growing spiritually now certainly your skills and abilities are opening that's part of a spiritual journey and i teach this when i do teach classes and may behoove you to take a a psychic mediumship class and when you open up and clear the channel in your heart when you relieve yourself of the negatives, when you relieve yourself of guilt and you fill it with nothing but love, like you talked about your son in such a positive way, that should be filling your heart than, well, my illness and, and I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I, you, you didn't get that. We don't always have the, the perfect answer of what we're supposed to do in our lives. And we certainly don't think it's going to cause major trauma with anybody that we love, Right. So you've got to let go of that in order to open up at this point, Sandra. And more importantly, your son wants to talk with you. Oh, Good luck, wonderful. You, by the way. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 would have had a hard time with all the girls. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They just would have uh, loved him too much. And and he didn't he. He didn't feel a meaning to life. It was really all about you guys. Like I said, that wasn't his intention. It's it's like um, if you don't intend on living in Switzerland at all in your entire life, and now all of a sudden your your company has to move you to Switzerland, and now you're thrown in Switzerland, and you're looking all around, and you're going, there's no family. 
no nothing there, um, and you've got to start a whole new life there. You're looking around going, oh, my God, I left everything behind me that what I really wanted. Now i got to start a whole new life here. What do I do? Uh, that's kind of what he felt with being alive, okay, wow. is, is wow. He, yeah. it, it, it wasn't an expectation. He had no other plan. Uh, if, yeah. if anything, the doctors kept him from, from his completing his plan sooner. You would have been on that journey had he died sooner, by the way. Yeah. Okay, so so one way or another. Now, now, do I condone suicide at all? No, not at all. Um, you know, sometimes our souls, and a lot of times our souls, make dumb plans for us. You know, like that. Mm -hmm. um, we got to come to the point of not needing to come in and then die. You know, that's ridiculous. Right. We got that, okay? Because that's creating more pain than it is help. And there's other ways of getting those, the, our loved ones on spiritual journeys, you know? How about you come in and you just talk about it? You come in with a lot of wisdom, you know? Um, right. That's kind of like uh, what I tried to do with my own parents, and I couldn't get them on a spiritual journey because they had such mental problems. But I know it was all a soul contract, and I certainly didn't have to go through the torment I went through. But I know I yeah. created even created it with my enemies back then um, so that I can become the spiritual teacher I am today. That was could have I could have gone in the other direction and started shooting people and killing people because I was being so tormented, right? Yeah. So um, understand that your son, and by the way, I don't want to keep saying your son. What's his name? His name is Chase. Say that one more time. You broke up. Chase. Chase. Oh, yes. Chase. Oh, well, that isn't that interesting. Now, did you choose that name for him for a reason? I did. What was he? Um, what was the chase bizarre, for? Chasing life. It, and and chase meant the hunter, the dweller of the woods, and that's what he was. He was so connected in the woods. That's where he was alive, and he collected arrowheads. He found they found him. He didn't find them. They they were drawn to him. And he, if he gifted you with an arrowhead, that was like a million dollars. Right. Yeah. The, 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 you see, the thing about Chase is he was able to connect with the earth yeah. rather than with people because yeah. he wasn't, it, it, you were the only two that he was supposed to connect with and get that going, but he never felt the connection with anybody else. And a lot of nice, you know, the, some of the obvious suicides that are, you know, drug users, severely depressed all their lives. They were being abused, being tormented, um, all of that kind of thing. Um, with Chase, it was just about him feeling he didn't fit in. He didn't fit in in this world. He still had his feet on the other side because that's where he was expected to be. And, um, and that's what went against him. But the point is now you need to open up because Chase is here and Chase is one communicate with you and help you. He said, definitely write my story, but write it from a point of where you, you could feel the guilt, but that you turned it around because you understood that there was more to life and more to his life than you realized before. And that it wasn't your choice that he died. It was his choice. It wasn't your choice that you created um, a physical anomaly with him that took his life. It was his choice, right? So um, it was your choice to go through your own physical issues to kind of help him out, but also that you had your own personal issues to start with, and that even involved your love life with his father.
You got that? Oh, you got quiet all of a sudden, Sandra. Must have touched on something. Did you accidentally mute yourself? Okay. Well, I'm, um, I'm okay. I'm just going to continue talking now. Um, that may have been something very deep for Sandra. I don't know what happened. We didn't lose her. She still seems to be on the air. Um, yes. Oh, there you are. Okay. I'm did you? Here. Did you... I, I haven't muted anything. I'm here. Oh, that's really interesting. I didn't hear anything that you said to my response of oh. issues with your love about life. his father. Yeah. About yeah, that his father and I. Oop! I lost you. Okay, so Chase is saying no need to talk about that now. Um, he's interrupting this energy over here and keeping you from talking at this point. He wants you to listen. And he wants you to go into your life, Sandra, and he wants you to heal your life um, and your self-love and lack of, of um, he wants you to get rid of that guilt um, you're carrying things. He says, grandma, grandma is talking about, and there must be a grandparent there um, that's on that side with him. I don't know which grandparent it is because she's not here, but he's talking about her and saying that um, um, it wasn't easy for you when you were growing up. You didn't get everything that you needed. And, um, but you are meant to be a helper, a healer today. And you need to, okay, you're back again. You keep going in and out, Sandra. So I would just listen right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, really. Okay. So, so Chase is going to come to you. Um, and, um, um, okay. I don't know what he's talking about. Cats and kittens and puppies. Um, um, do, do you have any pets right now in the home? I have a German shepherd. And I, you have a German Shepherd. Okay. Has has there been any kittens or cats coming up to your house lately? No, not not my house. Not your my house. Cat, Anybody else's no. house? Um, I I can ask the family members. My cat is eighteen years old. Oh, so you have a cat right now? Yes, she's eighteen. Okay, so not just a German Shepherd, but a cat. Okay, interesting. Yes. Um, he, okay. What the, he's saying, pay attention because he's talking about cats more than he is talking about dog. So I, I would say that your 18 year old cat will know when Chase is around. Yes. Um, and the dog may, may, yeah, yeah, you may growl or pick his head up and start looking. Um, but it's actually the, it's the cat. If the cat starts acting odd, um, um, and, and yes, and, and know the cat, the cat is old and looking at me. He looks at me when I come there. I want you to feel me when I come there, when I come to the house. Um, um, you changed his room around. How long ago did this occur? This was a while ago. Uh, five years ago. It was five okay. years in June. In June. And what did you do to his room? Um, we're turning it into like an office. So it's. Uh, we put all kinds of like uh, cedar on there to cover Good. the walls. He li he likes the fact that you changed his room. He doesn't want a monument or or a memorial. Um, uh oh, I have a memorial in the sunroom. 
Yeah, no, it's, he says, no, he said, it's not treating me normal. It's like treating me like I am gone. I am around. I will be around. Treat me like I still am coming to you. I won't ever leave you um, while you're there with the Let's celebrate. Let's have some holidays. Let's do some things that we used to do. Um, uh, so there's, there's nothing wrong with some good pictures of me, but I like some pretty pictures of me. Put them, put them up so that you can see some of the pretty pictures he's got. There's, there's a shot. Does, um, uh, does Chase have a, 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 a sister or is there a girl that he was uh, close to in one of the pictures that you have of him? Um, yeah, yes, I do. Yes. It's not a sister though. Yes. It's, it's, it's not a sister. Who is the girl? Uh, let's see. There was a, well, she was a woman. It's, it's kind of right. complicated. Okay. So there is a woman, um, in the picture, but does that bring back memories or bad memories? Uh, very bad. He said, get but rid of have, it. I, I'm sorry. Get rid of it. He said, Okay. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like the way it makes you feel. And there's something very odd about it for sure, um, that he doesn't necessarily need to talk about it on the air. But he said you need to resolve that within you. Thank you. And and let don't be afraid to let go of things. Don't hold on to things because you just feel guilty and you're trying to honor him in some way. You will honor him by honoring yourself. All right, Sam the end of the show with this i want to thank you so much that was very intense chase loves you very much but you you psychologically named him chase because he was chasing after a life that he could not find because he wasn't meant to have it so understand that um and and he will always be around you you increase your learning and everybody out there thank you for joining me sandra you can email me everybody can email me and join me next week when we start talking about the fifth dimension okay and let the sun shine in for everybody you're very welcome sandra and everybody else who joined me i'm vincent jenna and this is the stop stopping yourself show stay tuned for dr dream with kelly sullivan walden she's amazing and then temple Hayes at two o'clock has a fabulous guest we'll see you next week everybody Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We talk to the animals and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Aaron Debbie Smith, and Meredith Tolleson. We will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.